Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down before we get started real quick, if you're not already following us or liking all of us, give us a like, follow, share us up, check out our YouTube, check out the fantasy games, check it all out. But what's going on, Dano? Not much, man. How, how you doing? I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. Got to fish a little more the last few days and lately, so that's been good. How about yeah. you? You doing any fishing? Um, I, well, I got a new kayak, you know that, but the um, I, yeah. I went out just a little bit with my kid in the back and I've been rigging that up, but next weekend, not this weekend, but the weekend after that, my wife and son are going down to the beach. So I get like three days of nonstop fishing. So yeah, looking forward to it. Heck yeah. Hopefully the weather plays out when I get that kind of look, it'll That's like we get a hurricane. Yeah, for sure. That's like today, all my, uh, all my customers needed to reschedule. And I was like looking at the like ISO lunar app and everything was like, Oh, it's supposed to be a good fishing day. So I went to one of my little juice holes. It was turning over already. The, they said the wind was six to nine. It was at minimum like 20 coming straight out of the south. Mm. Like a, a paddle that normally takes me 20 minutes to get back to my truck. I made it in four and a half. I was moving like my, I had to put stuff in my beard because I looked like I'd been in a blow dryer. Like it was hilarious. But uh, fish the KBF on Gunnersville last week. I 100% think me and the guy who... I fished with. He's got the footage of it. We probably could have at minimum top five that if we had caught all the fish that we had. We were, I was straight frog fishing. And I guess because I quit fishing basically in August last year, I forgot how to do it. I could not 
keep a fish pinned, could not get the hook in their mouth. Took me like, I missed like six fish and then I finally figured it out. And then I hammered three in five minutes and then that bite died. And then he ended up, it took him like most of the day, but he ended up getting on a bed fishing bite and then started wearing them out, but ran out of time, you know, but it's whatever. It's still fun. Frog fishing, you know? Yeah. I I mean, I love Gunnersville. I I really wanted to fish it, but you know, family, I was at the Hobie the week before that. So figured I'd take the weekend off. Yeah, it was different. You know, we didn't pre-fish. I mean, maybe you could say we did two weeks before, but not really. We were just fishing. Yeah. Um, we didn't even really know we were going to fish the event until like the day before. So, uh, yeah, it was all right, though. It was pretty fun. But uh, what what kayak did you get? Uh, I mean, I know this, but I'm asking you for yeah, the listeners. A Hobie PA-14. The, the, I, I went with the 180, just went straight durability. Well, we'll see. Maybe next year I'll have to have a new one every year for my shop. So maybe next year I'll get 360, but I go start off with a 180. And it's just good to be in them, you know, talk about kayaks and sell, you know, help sell kayaks for the shop and everything else. You know, it's good to be in all of them for a while. So it gives you, you can give potential customers firsthand basis on them. Yeah. And going from the big, I mean, I really love the big water and the reason I made the, the changes but i just wanted to put a motor on the back the kfl stuff and things like that i can use a motor so i need something i can put a dang motor on but uh i really loved the big water it's not i like the old town it's not like i wanted to get rid of it but this kayak is so much wider it's whenever <laughs> i saw it in the back of my truck and on my trailer it's crazy how much wider it is compared you know compared to the big water it's big big difference yeah and you're gonna learn a whole new uh set of muscles you know you you don't like whenever you're doing the stroke on a a regular centrifugal pedal drive you know how far the stroke is on a a mirage drive like you don't know to start out you don't know how far to kick it before you hit it you know you hit the end you don't want to like bang 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 so you gotta know how far that stroke is oh it's great too because you'll start to learn that like the more you use it you can get lazy so like you get going with a few full strokes and then you can kind of just do this and keep that pace. So like I, I see videos of people all the time and they're just like, I'm like, dude, take all that. You can just keep that speed and just barely touch that thing. That's the one thing that was cool with it. When I had that PA 12, that loaner boat from the shop is dude, my legs would last all day in that thing. And I would wear out so fast in a centrifugal drive. That's like, I, I watched a video. I, man, who was something long, Mike long, Matt long, Oh man, I, I forget somebody like that on YouTube today, and he literally just made the same change from a, a predator to that, and that's exactly what he was saying was talking about how the, uh, you know, he can just go further in a mirage drive. So I'm excited about that too because you know I get after it pretty hard. And uh, oh yeah, I, dude, you have no like, yeah. you're gonna start covering like these like six. You're not gonna need a motor. That's what I'm telling you. You're gonna be like, no, I covered 17 today, and I'm didn't break a sweat. <laughs> So we'll see a little bit slower kayak because that that big water it was. Yeah, your fast. your old town was fast as hell. Yeah, it was real fast. So we'll see. Well, all right. So uh, we got a little bit of a different kind of show tonight. Um, yeah. it, for everybody that keeps up with us and listens to the whole show, which we appreciate that. Well, we do the tournament recap at the end. Uh, I noticed that a uh, a YouTube sensation that I am familiar sensation. with sensation sounded like a good word to use. Uh, finished pearl good in the. 
Tennessee event and, uh, you know, I've talked to him here and there just a little bit before and heard some good stuff from other people that's had him on and talked to him. So, uh, figured we'd do it. We've got Mr. Alex Rudd in the house. What's going on, dude? Nothing much. I'm, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm excited to be on here and excited to talk about everything. I'm sure there'll be a rabbit hole. If, if you listen to the oh, Alex Rip Fishing podcast or anything that I've got going on, rabbit holes, those are my favorite things to go down. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh, with that being said, uh, just because you mentioned it, tell us a little bit about like about yourself and tell everybody uh, like your your outlets because you you do a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, man. I uh, I try to I try to stay relevant on every platform, right? I, th- I think in today's social media landscape, it is very important to not just get like pigeonholed into one thing. That you need to touch a little bit of everything. And so, yeah, my name is Alex Rudd. I own and operate the Alex Rudd Fishing YouTube channel, as well as podcast, as well as TikTok, as well as Instagram. <laughs> pretty much, it's Alex Rudd Fishing the business is kind of what I've I've pretty much encompassed it all into at this point but no i started on youtube um started youtube channel like six seven years ago just as fun thing to do you know what i mean like it was Mm -hmm. never my intention to make money it was never my intention to turn it into a business it was never my intention to have sponsors i just thought i like making these videos and putting really loud rock songs over the top of them and catching fish and so (laughs) i put them out there and people enjoyed them and so it just grew and grew and grew. And now here we are and I've got everything I've got going on now. And it, it's just, it's crazy. Like I, I tell people all the time, you know, they're, they're all the time kind of just asking, you know, how do you do it? Or what's the key to it? Or what's the, you know, the thing to it? I'm like, I don't know. I've still not figured that out myself yet, but I just know that I love it. And I love every second of doing it. I love you know, as hard as work as it is to keep it all going, I enjoy every single second of it. I mean, before I jumped over on here with you guys, I was editing thumbnails for my newest video. So, I mean, I love it. It's just, it's You're what I do. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. And so do you do it full time? Um, I don't, not right good. now. I'm a teacher. Yeah, I'm I'm a full time teacher. I, I, um, I knew he was. I didn't know if he'd you'd made yeah. it like, you know, your big time yet. If you was out yeah. of the teaching. Yeah, we'll, uh, I don't want to bust my cherry on that one just too soon, but I'm sure people can probably uh, imply by how I'm going to phrase this <laughs> that this is uh, the teaching career is not going to last much more than just a few more weeks, if you get what I'm saying. So, there you go. Wow. Congrats, yeah. man. I appreciate it. Appreciate well, that's it. That's awesome. Yeah, man, You're man. ending, and tonight I went to my son's, like he's public school, like his kindergarten. Yeah. Entrance deal. So yeah. you're ending, he's beginning. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, think <laughs> what I was doing sure. earlier tonight. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's good, man. Yeah, it's um it's been good. I, I I that's one thing I uh I love education and I love my job and I love the kids and I'm gonna miss it very, very much. But it is uh it's one of those things that I love fishing and I love making content a heck of a lot more than that. You know what I mean? And it's 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 a different kind of love. I mean, it's like, you know, when people ask you like, well, if you love it so much, why why would you want to quit? Well, it's like saying, you know, the difference between the love that you have for your wife and the love you have for your kids. I mean, it's right. it's an equal amount of passion and love. It's just in very vastly different ways. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm excited about it. It's gonna be a uh interesting journey i have an amazing support system with my wife and my family and i've got an amazing set of sponsors that's made it possible 
and uh, we're going to roll with it, and we're going to see what happens because I always say the dream is not going to chase me back, so I better go chase after it as long as I got breath in my lungs and two working legs. I'm going to go after it. That's a great way to look at it, man. That's awesome. Um, well, so to kind of take us to the back to the beginning, you said you've had it for like, you know, six or seven years. Tell us mm-hmm. like what your roots in fishing were, you know, you know, grew up fishing, used to tournament angle college, anything like that. Yeah. So I have been fishing for as long as I can remember. I mean, I've never don't remember not fishing. You know what I mean? My dad, um, fished his whole entire life and got into tournament angling really heavy kind of around, you know, the time I was born into my early, like early elementary school years. And so, you know, every weekend we were fishing or doing something around fishing or going to a tournament way in or whatever it was. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been fishing. I mean, it literally, (laughs) that's all I've ever done. Like, you know, I played a little bit of high school ball and, but like the thing was, is I would stand there and I'd be like, I could be fishing right now. You know what I mean? Like it's like every <laughs> moment, every, yeah. No, it's like, dude, just seriously, I'm like standing out in the outfield and it's like, but they're biting a spook right now. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's just one of those things. All I've ever wanted to do is go fishing. And so I've been fishing my whole entire life. I've been very fortunate to grow up around a dad who is uh, an excellent bass fisherman, a lot better than I'll ever be. And I was able to just fish around him essentially every chance that i got you know every weekend every free hour every free day we were going fishing and uh very fortunate he fished at a level you know he fished all the way up to like the state championship level you know he could have qualified for the the nation and gone and tried to fish for the elites and uh ended up just being one of those things like a lot of guys don't have the money don't have the time you know what i mean but i was able to be around around him and around a bunch of other guys who are really, really good at bass fishing. And so I was able to just soak a lot of that in in my formative years. You know, those years when most kids are worried about video games and, you know, whatever else, I was going, how can I catch more fish? How can I catch bigger fish? How can I get better at, you know, casting? How can I get better at flipping that kind of stuff? Um, But yeah, and then so it was one of those deals that, I mean, it's just, it's been a passion of mine my whole entire life. And and so when it got time to kind of, I don't know what am I going to do? You know, who are the, what's the person that I'm going to be in my life? You know what I mean? You get to high school or whatever it is. Like, what am I going to be? And I thought, well, I know I want to go fishing a whole lot. And so it's like, <laughs> I want to figure out a way to go fishing a whole lot. And Summer's uh, off. Yeah. yes. And it was honestly like, it was like, I, I tell people all the time, I love education. I love teaching, but it also is a great schedule for me to be able to go fishing all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so um, I, uh, I, I was kind of a non-traditional student, though, in college. I actually worked for six years, five or six years. I can't really remember. Um, at a hospital, at two separate hospitals. But I, I worked at a hospital. I got really, it's really kind of one of those weird situations. I, it's just like got really lucky. As soon as I graduated high school at 18, I was able to go work at this hospital because we knew somebody that worked there. And it was one of those things is like when I graduated, my dad goes, what do you want to do with your life, son? And I'm like, I don't know, dad. I'm 18. What am I? You know, you you don't know what you want to do at 18. But I was like, well, I got this opportunity to go work at this hospital. I want to go work there. But, you know, I really want to be a teacher. But I still want to go work at this hospital to make sure that this isn't something that I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, right. make sure this isn't a life experience. You know, make sure this life experience doesn't affect me to the point where I want to do this for the rest of my life. 
and I went and worked that job. And honestly, it was one of those deals that it was like such a blur. Like I work night shift, day shift, second shift, third shift, switch shift, back shift. I mean, they just pretty much <laughs> said this kid's dumb. He's 18 years old and he lives on, you know, vinegar and energy drinks. And like, we're going to work him until he's dead and he wants the money because he wants to go buy fish and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and so about worked myself to death there and like woke up one day, I was like, 20 what was 24 yeah and i was like god and i was what 22 i was 22 i was like i hate my job i really hate where i'm at right now i was like mom and dad's got some money stowed away that i could go to college and so i walk up to mom and dad and at this point the youtube channel had grown to the point where i was making a little bit of money enough money for mm -hmm. like a dumb college kid to think he's making money you know what i mean and so I walk up to mom and dad. I still lived at home at that time. And I said, hey, I want to go back to college. I'm making like, you know, like 300 bucks a month on YouTube. I got like 12 yards I can mow and I'm going to go substitute teach. And, you know, mom and dad's like, okay, that's fine. So I went back to college. I got my teaching degree. And, uh, you know, it was crazy. The thing, the way things work out, I always say it's a God thing because it really is. The way that things worked out, college allowed me to grow my youtube channel immensely because i made my own schedule you know what i mean mm -hmm. pretty much i i formulated my classes i formulated the yards that i mowed and i worked you know as a substitute in a job where you got a lot of breaks and you got a lot of time off and i worked in every just at that point is when it started to like dawn on me that like this is my avenue to do what i've always wanted to do which is fish all the time and I, you know, I was dating my wife then and, um, you know, kind of laid the plan out to her and laid the plan out to my mom and dad. And I was like, I'm going to build this thing. I was like, and I don't care how hard I have to work or how long I have to do it. If I have to teach for 10 years or four years or a year, I was like, I'm building this thing out and I'm going to turn it into Alex for Vision and I'm going to make this thing something I can do all the time. And here we are. That's kind of the, that's kind of in the a story few weeks of, you're done. <laughs> in a few weeks I'm done. And I mean, oh, the real work the, starts then, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. And yeah, that's kind of like the cliff notes version of the story, right? Of the journey oh, yeah. that I got here. But yeah, man, I mean, it's crazy. I, it, I, every time I start talking about it, I literally like it, it is, it's, it's one of the few moments in my life. I'm like at a loss for words to what to actually think about it. It's yeah. like, it's like until I'm there and I'm like doing it and like August rolls back around when we're supposed to go back to school and I don't have to be there. I think that's when it's going to like actually hit me. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. But yeah, then there'll be a, that slight moment of panic. Oh, absolutely. I've had it like four or five times already. Like I've walked into the house and like thrown my keys on the counter and be like, I looked at Bethany, my wife, and I'm like, are we going to be okay? And she's like, honey we're gonna be fine i'm like are you sure and she's like yes we're gonna be fine i'm like i'm like okay that's i needed that i'm gonna go mow the yard leave me alone for a little while <laughs> i understand huge. dude i quit yeah. my job uh september of uh 21 and started my own business and it's a constant whirlwind of that feeling yeah like have yeah. some dead time and you're like i'm failing i'm failing we're gonna go under we're gonna that's live it, on the street dude. <laughs> oh, and that, it's so weird because like youtube is such a such a vital thing right and it's getting more vital by the day <laughs> it's like volatile like this is the even the right word for it and it's like man some months you feel like you're the greatest thing that's ever shipped between two shoe heels 
Can I say that word? I'm sorry. Um, no, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it like, way worse. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, but it's like you think you're the greatest thing ever, and then the next month you just bomb. And like, and, and it's like, you know, uh, there's consistencies and there's inconsistencies and there's an ever moving goalpost, and it's just like trying to figure out that thing all the time. You know what I mean? And I, I guess it's just like any other business. You know, you got good months, you got bad months. It's just finding those good, consistent things that help you and trying to cut out all the inconsistent, bad things that don't help you and just keeping it rolling. Well, it's crazy, man. And Oh, go ahead, Dan. How do you think, I mean, kind of going from part-time to full-time with it, is that going to have an effect on your content? Because now you're more dependent on the income. You know what I'm saying? Like, when yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. So I, I have... I have done what I needed to do to make sure that I'm number one, not beholden to anybody as far as like, I have to make this video about this product or this thing. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of people get wrapped up in that and I did never wanted to be that. You know, I, I have sponsors. I mean, I work with Abu and Berkeley pure fish. And I mean, I have to use their rods and reels, have to use their baits, but like, you know, these videos I put, like I put a video out about the ghillie. They didn't ask me to do that. I just wanted to do it because it, I thought it was a cool bait. I want everybody to see it. So there is that aspect of I've made sure that I'm not beholden to anybody to have to do anything on my channel. The second thing is, is the only way that my content is going to change is just the simple fact that I'm going to have 40 hours a week to work on it. And so if any change is going to happen, there's just going to be immensely more content. Um, my that's the thing right now i think i don't think a lot of people understand it is like i'm making videos and editing like i'm going out and fishing coming home downloading footage editing uploading titling description thumbnail everything to have it out the next day because i don't have time any other time you know i, I stay up to one two o'clock in the morning all the time editing and getting stuff ready so that i can consistently put out content every single week because I have to go to my real job during the day. You, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so being able to transition from doing it part-time to full-time is just going to give me the hours during the day that I was normally at work to work on content, to work on thumbnails, to get on phone calls, to you know do business meetings, to do all the other stuff that I've been doing essentially from 4 o'clock p.m. till you know, one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you know, you know, when, when I get up and I mean, it's, or, or when I go to bed and it's just, that's going to be the biggest thing for me. I, I really am going to focus on not changing anything, you know, in looking at revenue, revenue on YouTube as like this thing that I have, like, I have to put out this video, even though it's sucky because I need more money. Now, see, that's, that's, I've positioned myself in a way that I don't have to really worry about that a whole, whole lot. Um, which is good. And, and that's been part of the plan. I mean, it's been the master plan all along is to get some people who really believe in what I'm doing and get them, you know, part of the Alex Red Fishing community and, and just help me to grow it and, and do what I need to do to make sure that I'm making this kind of stuff people want to watch. You know what I mean? Well, and having the more time, you know, going full time, you know, you, you have that, those hours to either add content or, you know, maybe not, being so stressed and ran so late, maybe exactly. your content quality, your editing gets better. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with your editing, but I mean, yeah. now you've really got time to play with it, you know, stuff like exactly. that. So, you know, learn a new skill. I mean, even like yeah. maybe it's a new technique, maybe it's a new way to edit something. It's a new way to film. Like instead of going out 
in like just like plowing through a day. Like I can go out and actually just go, okay, what's like the five things I need to get done today? What like video do I need to get? Can I, oh, I actually have time to fly my drone today. Like, yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff that I'm going to have time to do and like actually get done that I just, you know, like Sunday morning is a great example. <laughs> so Saturday morning, I get up at four 30, go pick my buddy up. We go fishing until like three, come home, cook dinner, hang out with them, watch a UFC fight, go to bed. Sunday morning, I get back up at four 30, drive an hour to the lake, fish until nine o'clock, load the boat back up, come home, take a shower, go to church, come back home, sit down, start editing the video from Saturday to be put out Sunday night. Unfortunately, don't get it done Sunday night. That's why the video was put out Monday night. Like that's weekends for me. You know what I mean? And like, I'm really tired of that. And and that's one thing I think going full time is going to help me with too, is I'm going to have my weekends back and I'm going to have time to actually spend with my wife because God love Bethany. That's been a lot of people. What a woman. Oh, I am telling you, like people ask me, how do I do it? That's it. I have an incredible support system. Like Bethany wants this dream as bad as I want it. And she is, she's analytical. She's the money girl. She's the, you know I mean? She's everything that I'm not like, I'm big, I'm big ideas, big dreams. Like I'm like, yeah, shoot it with a shotgun and like, just see what sticks. It'll all pan out. <laughs> yeah. I just let it all pan out. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's just, you know, blow it up and, and let God sort them out later kind of deal. You know what I mean? Where Bethany's like, wait, like, let's actually think about this for a minute. And so, yeah, Bethany is, uh, she's, I'm telling you, she's my lifesaver. She's, she's amazing. Like it is, it really is. She's a hell of a woman and I'm more than grateful that she's my wife because if she wasn't, there ain't no telling where I'd be right now. Hats off to our women because there's a lot of good women behind a bunch of us. Oh yeah. I mean, mine helps me, you know, mine's helps me on like my work side of things since I run my own business. You know, she, I always call her my personal assistant. She helps me with the podcast. She helps me do tournament directing stuff. She scores tournaments. Then we do my day job stuff. You know, I'm sure Dan's wife, you know, she, she helps you with a lot. She's like hides in the background a little bit more, but I think she's the only reason Dan's still here insane too. (laughs) More or less. But, uh, (laughs) but, uh, so, you know, big grind, you know, a lot of work and we're going full time, but, you know, to bring us back to our little realm of the fishing world, tell us how, you got into the kayak half. Some of us probably already know because we followed because that's when I was still watching a lot of YouTube. That mm-hmm. was when I, f- I had been watching your videos, but I kind of like got into your channel mm-hmm. as you've kind of dabbled in our world. Yeah. So take us through that, how that came to be and how that ride started. Yeah. So I knew absolutely nothing about kayak fishing, like <laughs> nothing. Like when I say, Nothing. I mean, truly, I was like a blubbering idiot when it came to kayak fishing. Okay. And, uh, I got, I met Gene Jensen, the fluke master, um, at ICAST or the classic. I don't know. Me and Gene hit it off, right? Me and Gene, you know, we started talking then I met Chad Hoover and we, you know, hit it off and, you know, kind of all became buddies and both of them work with Bonafide. And so, you know, they were like, Hey, you gotta get your kite. Gotta get your kite. Gotta get your kite. And I'm like, no, I don't, I think it's kind of just dumb. I was like, I don't want a kayak. I want a boat, blah, 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 blah. 
They're like, no, you need to get a kayak. It's really cool. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to love it. We've got you hooked up with the people over at Bonafide. You're going to come down. They're going to let you make a kayak, and we're going to go kayak fishing. I'm like, all right, well, cool. So I went and did it. Went and made the kayak, you know, um, got that green Bonafide was the first one I got, that SS-127. And uh, my first kayak trip ever was with Gene on a little lake here in East Tennessee, and we went to a lake that you literally can't put a, bo a boat into. Like you got to, it's either kayaks or, you know, like little bitty John boat, like flat bottom John boats that you can carry in there, like very, very tiny. And it, it was like at that moment, it sparked something inside of me. And it's like this thing I have, I do it. It's why I have an aluminum boat. It's, it's cause I like to explore. Like I got to mm -hmm. go places where I know not very many people, if any people ever have gone before, you know what I mean? And like it stemmed from when I was like a kid, I go crawl around in creeks and rivers and things, you know, knee deep flipping over rocks, looking for crawdads and salamanders and whatever else little creatures I could find. Well, it's like that sparked back inside of me when I got in that kayak and I took it to this lake and to this place where no one else could get a normal boat. And then not only did I do but that, but then I caught some fish and like had the chance to catch some really good fish. And I was like, okay, so this is like pretty cool. <laughs> like it's pretty dope. Like I can get down with this. So like I started just kind of doing it. You know what I mean? I was taking the kayak out, going places, you know, paddling around, doing my thing. Um, fished my first kayak tournament ever in that kayak. And what was funny about that kayak tournament is it was a KVF event on Lake Nickajack. Oh. And so, so I show, listen, I know nothing about kayak. What, what, was that the, the, what was it? The, who did FLW? Yes. KBF? Oh, okay. Yes. It was the yeah, FLW KBF. Ogden one, like yeah. stroking a chatterbait. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it was like it was something like John Cox ended up winning the FLW thing, like the boat deal. Um, but anyway, so um, I, I go to this tournament, and I know nothing about kayak tournament fishing. Like Chad Hoover reaches out and goes, "Hey, I'm gonna cover your entry fee if you'll come down here and just film the whole tournament and and just document your experience." And I'm like, "Dope." Sweet. How, I was like, sweet. I was like, so how do, so do I like get a live well for this thing? Or like, how do I keep my fish? <laughs> and he's like, no, bro, you need a, you need a board. I was like a board. What kind of board? Like a, like a two by four. Like, what are you talking about a board? He's like, no, you gotta have like an official measuring device. And I was like, like a tape measure. And he's like, so then, you know, we went down that rabbit hole and got me a catch board and we started, I was like, so how do you know that these pictures are my pictures? And, that's and then we got into identifiers, all that stuff. So I get all the little things that I need. I get all my fishing gear loaded up, get in my little SS-127. And uh, the plan was I was going to fish uh, down this creek and then hit the main drag at the river and just drift down to a boat ramp and have my buddies pick me up. Well, I do that and I drift out. End up catching one fish the whole event. But but the, the reason in saying all this is I drift out and get in this current and there's a dude in a kayak with a trolling motor on it spot locked in the current catching like four pound smallmouth and i'm like what the hell i was like that is not a kayak i got like, a paddle like, kayak that paddles poorly <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean like, and like so here comes this other dude like coming back up towards me in like a hobie mirage drive against the current i'm like 
what is this shit? I was like, this is bull crap. I was like, and so I like called Chad up. I'm like, what do you got me fishing in down here, bro? I was like, what are these people? And he's like, he's like, well, dude, these are like professionals. I'm like, professional kayak angles is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, you know, it's like, I, I, so like at that point, I was like, what is like this whole thing is so much bigger and so much deeper and so much cooler than I ever thought it was. Like, there's so much cool stuff here, right? And so wasn't long after that probably a, like a year after that old town reached out and old town was like we want to give you a pedal drive kayak and i'm like what the hell's a pedal drive kayak like what's that mean and they're like you pedal it like a bike and it has and like so then i got into that whole thing and like pedal drives and it, it, at that point is when my buddy finally convinced me to like actually start tournament kayak fishing and like taking it serious because like i had the kayak that i needed i was able to move around you know i'd done some cpr you know catch photo release stuff and like i was getting a little bit confident in it and, and you, know, you, you have great clubs in your area i mean oh Tennessee absolutely oh tennessee is the the state to live in for tournament kayak fishing to be yeah, taken awesome. seriously yeah it's awesome man I, I fish in a little club called 10 cat and uh it's actually not little anymore. It's pretty funny. Me and uh, another guy around here, John Creek Fishing Adventures, have helped to like build it and blow it up, um, just because we fish in it, and so people want to come fish with us. You know what I mean? I, last tournament we fished, we had 60, 60 or sixty five people there, something like that. Um, but it's it's really awesome. But yeah, and so you know, I get my old town pedal drive, and I go fish a tournament. My first tournament in that, you know, like first is like club tournament, and literally. I had it one if the fish that jumped off the board hadn't jumped off the board. And I was like, at that moment, I was like, dang, like, I don't suck as bad as I thought I did. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? <laughs> I still suck really bad, but maybe I don't suck as bad as I thought I did. And man, it just kind of from there, it just developed into what it is now. I mean, I love it, dude. It is kind of got bit by the bug. Because it's, it's a different a different level of, you know, somebody's been fishing as long as you have from a boat. I mean, you've probably got that dialed in, you know. I have no doubt that you're, yeah. you know, probably killer angler, you yeah. know, especially if you people, you know, you watch your content, you know what you're doing. But mm-hmm. there's tons of evidence of people that know what they're doing and getting a kayak and at least spin out that first time. You know, yeah. Iconelli, his first kayak tournament, you know, he got waxed. Yeah, by yeah. quite a few of us seasons of yeah. these seasoned veterans of our sport. Yeah. But and, and that's what I loved about it is I loved being beat. I loved sucking because when I suck at something, that only means I can get better at it. And I love to get better at things. I love to learn, be a lifelong learner. I mean, that's my, I say that to every one of my kids, be a lifelong learner, be willing to listen to anybody at any moment or any situation to look at it and learn something from it. And it was like, that's what kayak fishing was for me. And you're right, man. I mean, I've been fishing from a boat as long as I can remember. Like, you know, I, I was unloading and loading boats when I was seven years old. I mean, like, I was, I've was i been doing it for so long. But when I got in a kayak, I had no idea what I was doing. And it, it, it pissed me off, but it also, like, made me hungry to go figure out how to do it better. And and I tell people all the time, like in a boat at this point, and and I don't say this to sound pretentious. It's just, it is what it is in a boat. I'm taking small incremental steps in learning. You know what I mean? Like boat fishing and fishing from a boat and fishing from that platform. Like I still learn, I learn all the time. I'm willing to listen to anybody and learn. I mean, 
anybody I'm around, I'm sure I can learn something from them, but it's just small incremental. It's just little things in a kayak. I'm still taking these big leaping learning steps every time that I get into it. You know, every tournament I fish in, every time I go out and just fun fish in it, there's something that I walk away from that day and I go, I'm going to be able to apply that later in a situation where I need it, or I'm going to be able to apply that later to put more fish into the kayak. And so that's what I love about it the most, man. I mean, it's one of those things at this point I can never, uh, I don't think I could ever live without my kayak. Like, I don't think I could ever sell a kayak and not have one because I just love it that much. I mean, it, it really is fun. And the tournament side of things is also just awesome. The community around kayak tournament fishing and kayak tournament fishing itself is badass. Like it is, it is done well, done right. And I love it. I came from the bass from a bass boat too. And it's funny how like there's so many different levels of kayak fishing. Like I heard you say on, on why you're uh you know, what, where, what do you even call them? YouTube. Uh, social media it. outlets. No, your podcasts, live streams. Lord, live I don't streams. even know what I'm saying, but one of your, one your YouTube, YouTube videos, videos, God dog, man. My, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that. you were struggling on that word. Right, like, yeah, yeah, I was, was, was kind of confused. Yeah. I was kind of confused. I don't know how I forgot the word videos. It's a damn vidious. Uh, it's invidious, son. It's invidious. It's <laughs> I'm, I'm about to go. He had a stroke a little bit, folks, but Dan's back, so continue, yeah, Dano. Dan, yeah, you, yeah, smell, yeah. you smell bread cooking. That means you're having a stroke. <laughs> uh, uh, like you, you were talking, oh, my left side. Yeah. And, uh, you, you were talking about in one of your videos, like how you like a certain length in your kayak versus in a boat. Mm-hmm. It's funny how, like, one of you really get into kayak fishing. Uh, some of these videos don't apply. Like, mm-hmm. the, like it, you'll see wired to fish and they'll say, this technique, this line, this size rod and reel. But the further you get into kayak fishing, there's a lot of kayak specific stuff that you want, you know, a little bit longer rod, shorter rod, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit different line. Like the uh, guy who won, I, I can't, I, I'm talking about him and he'll be, he'll be so happy. I talked about him, but he won double angler of the year in Coleman and iron city last year. And he uses either a 10 pound fluoro or like 50 pound braid. And that's it. He doesn't use anything else. Like wow. Drew Gregory only uses braid. And yeah. he's the most successful kayak angler there is. Like there's all it's it's so different. And it's kind of the intricacies of being in a boat and, and professional bass angling and having all the tackle and everything else. And then, you know, kind of the same thing of a kayak where things can be so different and so individual and different size rod you know it's mm-hmm. it's just really never ending interesting and things mm-hmm. to learn because i geek out on all that stuff you know oh and there's and it's, and it's like there's always changes too with yes. technology changes with kayaks and motors and even little things like the big measuring device debacles when everybody's going from hog drops to catch boards and mm-hmm. it's just so much i don't know and it's yeah. It's just way more interesting to me than the boat side was. And it's stripped down too. That's what I love about it. And like, I'm not big. I had the old town with the motor in it and enjoyed it, but I just didn't enjoy it as much as a pedal kayak because it's like my whole deal about going and getting in the kayak is to get away from my boat. Like it's to get away from the technology, get away from gas and power consumption and electricity consumption and like going and taking six rods and reels and 
a, you know, a bunch of baits and going and figuring it out. And that's kind of my, I mean, like, I don't even have a graph on my kayak yet. Like I've never had one on a <laughs> kayak. I literally have one sitting out in the garage to be put on the kayak and I've just not done it yet because it's just, it's not imperative to me. Like it's hilarious. In my most recent video I put out, I took my buddy kayak fishing for the first time. And there's a scene in the video where I literally take my rod and stick it down in the water to see how deep I am and then go back up and just start casting again. And it's because like, that's number one, how I like to fish even in my boat. Like there's days I don't even turn my graphs on. I mean, I went fishing mm-hmm. Sunday. I, I turned my graphs off halfway through the day because I knew what, what I was doing. They were in two foot of water and I was going to go catch them. So that's how I like to fish out of a bass boat. And kayak fishing is just like the next level of that. It's like just a more like hands-on, you know, intimate is the best word that I can use for it. Like approach to just simplistic bank beaten bass fishing shallow water smack them in the face kind of fishing you know what i mean i love it yeah and i can so like i got into it for the same reasons you said you know there was it's cheaper than a boat less maintenance than a boat but it was also you know the first time you hook a fish in a kayak and it moves you around yeah oh hell yeah but i've been guilty like i've got two setups i've got one out there electric motor nine inch graph probably do live Mm -hmm. scope next year Mm -hmm. which like I, the way I load it on my trailer is I drive it on my trailer, just like you load a bass boat. And the other day, my buddy was messing with me. He was like, dude, just buy another boat, bass boat. <laughs> and I stopped and thought about it. And I was like, God, this is kind of just not what this was originally intended for. Yeah. But then I go around, like I got out today and I've got a little bitty paddle kayak. I took four rods, 13600 box to tackle, turned on the GoPro and went out and smacked them on a frog. You know, Hell same yeah. thing you said, taking Hell my yeah. paddle, like that's the bank, push out a little bit. Okay. We're yep. about three foot now, yep. you know, and then I get, I, th- I don't think I could ever not have one of the basics. Yep. I really do think if I got rid of, you know, the manpower, no electronics thing, I would probably yep. burn out on kayak fishing very quickly. Yeah. 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 It's, I, li- I like my hobby. Like, I think that's like the in-between, right? Like it's like. It's got a lot of the modern amenities that I like. It's got rod tubes and plenty of storage. and I can stand up in it and the seat's nice and, you know, it's fairly quick and it's got a lot of storage, but all at the same time, it's like, it's still a plastic boat. Right. <laughs> it's like, and like, that's the, like, I want to like, I'm starting to trend. Like I'm trying to get it going. It's like, it's plastic boat fishing, plastic boat nation. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> it is, it is a hunk of floating plastic and like, to catch fish out of that thing, you got to be a little bit of a badass. I'm sorry. You just got to be. I mean, and to win a kayak tournament, I've only yeah. ever won one. Yeah, won it. Yeah. 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 I've only ever won one. And dude, like it was one of those deals. I got up at three o'clock in the morning, got to the boat ramp at five and was on the water pedaling and pedaled like two and a half miles down the river with the current to get to this one spot where I knew they would be to catch them. And like paddle my ass all the way back. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And it was like, <laughs> it was like, dude, it was like, it was like, I like, you gotta really, really want this. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta yeah. be willing to do those things nobody else will do and go where nobody else will go. And like, it's, dude, it's, it's awesome. It is a sense of, uh, it's a sense of accomplishment just to get one in the boat for the first time. Like, just that, to land a fish in a kayak is a sense of accomplishment. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things I think that Hobie, has on top of the other national trails is them sticking to the manpower thing 
mm-hmm. it really does show that like those anglers are working for it. Like Russ is yeah. paddling. Russ Snyder is one of the greatest kayak fishermen in the sport right now. Russ is paddling. That's you awesome. know, like you, uh, Cody Milton was, I think he's in a Hobie now, but I know Cody was paddling for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, just mo- these people are going out and really, I mean, Drew, Drew paddles mm-hmm. everywhere he goes. Like, yeah, I think that like man a needs a lick. Yeah. 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 That's badass, dude. Like, he goes out there in these 50 pound kayaks, takes like four rods with nothing but braid, gets in water that like ain't never seen a bait, yep. and wins tournaments. You know, cash checks. That, that's shout, what I love Shout out to it. Drew and his new kayak coming out this week. If you haven't seen the teaser, check it out at Crescent Kayaks. Oh, is it this week? Well, wait, no, it came, that teaser came out. This oh, week, oh, right? oh, I thought you meant the boat's coming out this oh, week. No, and I was like, no. well, I'm coming home with more than a freaking motor Saturday. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Alex. No, but I was just going to say, I mean, dude, this is awesome. That's what I love about it, too. It's like going take, even my Hobie. I mean, you go drop that thing in a creek somewhere, go float a creek in it. You know what I mean? Like, like I go take that thing somewhere that literally, like you said, as fish never seen a bait before because there's nobody ever been able to get to them. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. there's a, I found this out the other day. Very interesting. Um, there's a creek down there in my house. It's got muskies in it. No idea they were in there. Well, a buddy of mine like drops his kayak in there, floats down a couple miles, finds a deep hole, and catches two like 40 inches. And I'm like, yeah, you can't do that in a bass boat. And nope. <laughs> you can't do it from the bank because it's private property. The water is public, but the bank around it's private. I was like, that's that's why kayaks are cool right there like that's what's it's that sense of exploration man it's just it's so cool in in tennessee that's the only way you're gonna do it i mean mm-hmm. it's not completely true you can hit some of these legs like dale hollow and stuff and you can get on them in a boat mm-hmm. but 90 percent of the musky water in tennessee you're not getting in with a no. boat and i can't speak from experience yet i haven't got to go a lot of my friends are people that you probably know i, I mean like 90 percent of my fishing friends live in tennessee mm-hmm. and a bunch of them are in, up in that you're in tennessee Let, let's i'm like out. 10 minutes from the state line down here in alabama <laughs> but uh he's still in alabama though sorry <laughs> hey. championships, baby let's get to it <laughs> that's a roll <laughs> but uh they're ate up with it musky fishing and I've watched some of the footage. Mm-hmm. I've got a buddy that's caught a few, like I think 46, like big ones mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. doing it in a 60 pound piece of plastic, catching a four foot long dinosaur with big old teeth. It's just that to, to me, that takes that bat, the intimacy we have for like bass fishing for one. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to do it. I had a buddy catch a lake sturgeon in a kayak. God, that's like, cool. That's Holy cool. cow! Like six See, and that's feet of me, fish. <laughs> like I, I've rarely won a multi-species fish, but like in a kayak, I want to do it because I just want to. Like I hooked, I caught my first. I call them rockfish. That's what we call them right here. But they're stripers. I hooked, caught my first striper in a kayak the other day while I was fishing a tournament, and like I was so jacked because I finally did it. <laughs> but it's like now I want to go catch a muskie, and then I want to go like float a trout stream and try to catch a trout in it. I, that's what's that's what's fun about kayak fishing to me. I mean, like tournaments are awesome. I love them. I really do enjoy them. Uh, you know, it's it's a whole aspect unto itself. Like that helps me to itch my competition side. Like I'm very competitive, and so that helps to itch that a little bit. But like the true like what I enjoy about a kayak is just I get to take it places, put it places where you can't put anything else, and explore. And in like, dude, I can't tell you how many otters I've had swim up to me in my kayak. 
like come swimming up and they're like, Hey, what are you? You know what I mean? Or like, I, one of the coolest experiences I ever had in my kayak and it's wild how wildlife, um, just like doesn't mind that you're there. There's right. something very different about being in a kayak versus a boat. Like wildlife just doesn't care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I had this, this giant great horned owl dude. who's huge. Like I'm talking that mug had to be three, four foot tall. He was huge. He comes, I just hear this. And he like glides over my head and lands on a limb in front of me on this Creek that I'm fishing and just sits there and starts turning his head sideways. Yeah, like I literally three weeks or two or three weeks ago had the same thing happen, but he was swooping down to try to get my buzz bait because of the, the sun still wasn't up. Yeah. And I seen him coming and was like, Oh, it's a great horned owl. What's he do? Oh my God. And I just stopped reeling. (laughs) It sank down, but he perched up just like you said, he was like 10 feet from me on a branch and he was watching my swim jig dangling on the end of my kayak. He was just, I was like, dude, this dude's about to come in this thing with me. I'm like, you don't even care. Crazy man. I mean, this is so cool. Like I've had deer. I was floating a river one time and I'd never seen this before. And this was one of those is like, like I called my dad afterwards. I was like, I got to ask if you ever seen this crap. Cause my dad used to be a big deer hunter. And so he's pretty much been there, seen it all with deer. These deer had waded out into the middle of this river and were sticking their head completely under the water to eat the grass that was growing in the river. And uh, so like these deer would submerge whoa. their entire head, grab a mouthful of it and come back up and like blow water out their nose and then stand there and start chewing that river grass. And I was like, I floated by him like four foot away from him, and they just watched me with this look by. on your face. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> huh, never seen that before. And so, like, I float by him, and like, it was just, I like that's the stuff, man. That's it. Like, that's what I think is cool about kayak fishing. Like, that's what got that is what has has grabbed a hold of me and held me into it. Because at first, I'll be honest, I thought it was gonna be stupid, but then to just do it and be a part of the community and, and get to be around guys like you and, and see how big it is and how cool of an experience it can be. It was like, man, this is cool. Like this is something that I'm going to do forever now. Like it just got added to my fishing repertoire of things that I'm, I'm going to keep doing until I'm physically unable to do it. I, saw, I hear you. I saw a bobcat one time. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen up on Pickwick. Yeah, those things I've got some. Too, it's not the greatest footage. I've been, I've had uh, bald eagles swoop over, like when I'm creek fishing, they'll come out of one of the trees, come down mm-hmm. overhead, and then take mm-hmm. off. I can never mm-hmm. seem to have the camera pointed like perfect to really get it. Yeah. But uh, I've I've paddled right up under trees they're nesting in, and had the had the male come down and you know perch up and start. They do this weird little like chuckle. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, like a back the fuck up. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, hey, like get away from here. Yeah, yeah. The first time you have an eagle get that close to you, and you realize that's like a four foot tall bird with like bird, two, yeah. three inch talons. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, you're right. That's your tree. I'm out. Yeah, but yeah. uh, those eagles are awesome, dude. We um, we were on Cherokee one time. We were like going down a wildlife rabbit hole here, but this is a cool story. We were on Cherokee one time, and the eagles were doing their mating ritual. And I don't know if you've ever seen it, but they call it the death. It's like the death drop or something like that. So these eagles would go up as high as you like, higher than you could see them. They go out of sight, and all of a sudden you'd see them start dropping, and they would interlock claws. And when they do that, they drop through the air and breed midair as they're dropping. And right before they would hit the water, they would split apart and fly back up. Literally, sat down for forty-five minutes and watched me and my dad just sit. That's there. how you know that human sex life is boring. I was exactly. say the same way me and yeah. my wife do it. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I Straight saw that, the second floor. 
Yeah. As soon as I saw that first first thing that popped in my mind was Motley Crue, skydive naked from an airplane. <laughs> Hell, you just added a whole new element to skydive naked right. from an airplane. Well, oh, here, man. man. So, in, in your honor, since we're having you on the show, we have we have to do a quick overrated underrated. Yes. We'll see. We'll see about these categories because I've listened to most of your podcasts, the yeah. live streams. I haven't listened to all of them, but hopefully, I, I'm not overdoing some. Mm. Uh, you know, doing some you've done before. So first, uh, Alex, we'll, we'll give you the, the, you can go first, Olive Garden, overrated or underrated? Oh, man. Uh, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go slightly underrated. Oh, okay. Let me tell you why. There's a little secret at Olive Garden that if you order online and you order kids meals, you can order two kids meals for the price of one regular meal. And they will give you three breadsticks for each kid meal that you order. So if you order two kids meals, it's the same portion as a normal meal for less money, and you get six breadsticks instead of three. So I'm going to go just for that simple that fact. Tip. Good That's Lord, better man. than any fish and juice we've ever got on this show. No, the hell with that. We're going to go restaurant <laughs> information from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> I was, so, yeah. I'm, I'm I was going to say overrated. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say overrated, but now I say it's underrated. Well, go, I was going to say, I was gonna say underrated because salads and breadsticks, yeah. but you took that yeah. to a way better level. Dude, let me tell you, this boy knows how to eat, okay? Like, <laughs> if there's one certainty in life, I can catch a couple fish and I can eat. And I eat a lot better than I catch fish. <laughs> there we go. All right, so uh, number two, uh, and it's that time of year, swim jigs. Ooh, swim jigs. Overrated jig. and underrated. I'm going to go highly underrated for the versatility of the bait, especially when you're fishing a really good swim jig, because a good swim jig can act as a flipping jig, as a pitching jig, as a skipping jig, as all kinds of different things. And um, I think the underestimation of the power of a white jig in general, excuse me, which a swim jig normally is some sort of shad pattern, but the underestimation of a white jig in general is uh great in a lot of anglers and uh i think that if a lot more people would pick up a white jig and flip it and swim it and hop it and bop it and do all the things the swim jig does you'd be surprised what happens i wonder why i always wonder why more brands don't make like you know flipping jigs or arky jigs that are white because i don't either i don't either there's just a couple out there um berkeley fortunately made a white flipping jig when they come up with their jigs which i was like huh whoever I was like, yeah, I was like, who, I was like, whoever was actually like on the back end of making those skirt and head combinations. I was like, they know the juice. I was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I was like, they're on it. I was like, for real. I saw Scott Canterbury on one of his, uh, his maybe Instagram or Facebook, but he had a pink swim jig. I was like, Mm -hmm. that's a good idea. Yeah. Never done that. Pink is, pink's another color I've experimented with a lot. Um, it's very situational, but when you get in the situation, Wow. Like pink does make a difference in some scenarios. It's really strange. Like it is. It's crazy. Like it, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to give too much, but I also don't want to give any misleading information either that it's like all powerful, but like I've seen in certain situations where if you don't have a little bit of pink or a whole lot of pink, you're not going to get bit. And it's usually late, late summer. Um, like fish that are primarily eating bluegills. I don't know what happened to the bluegills or what happens to a bass's 
like how they perceive it, but like pink is like the juice. It so is. that's my experience. Jimmy swim jigs. Un- it's completely underrated. And I will say that this is a new development for me. Um, started dabbling with them last year, but to everything Alex said, I realized that especially for me, like if I went with just a little bit heavier swim jig, I could use it for so many different, so many different ways, not have to retie, not have to take another rod, but you know, I'm mostly a finesse guy. And this year I've been basically nothing but power fishing and I have got this new color combo and I'm glad to say it, but it has been smacking so far this year. It is a (laughs) silver swim jig with blue flake and I use a blue back chartreuse Kytec on it and it looks completely ridiculous but it just catches them, dude. And yeah. I've been using it in moving water, shallow water. I caught some in like 12 foot of water with them last weekend. Like it just works yep. like fantastic. So underrated. What about you? It's my favorite bait. So for, I'd say for everybody else, it's probably underrated for me. It's probably overrated because I, I it's hard for me. to put it down sometimes. Yeah. I, I love to catch them on it, you know? Yeah, I think it's only going to get better as as the years proceed and more fishing pressure. These lakes and these rivers and streams get very subtle things that don't have a lot of movement and action are going to be the things that catch fish. So, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess we'll we'll do one more. That's a weird one because I I don't know what's cool now. No show socks. Like it seemed like like is that the deal? Is it big socks? I I don't know. Or <laughs> no show. This this is more. Hey. Dad has a question about what's what I should be wearing, but no show socks. Is that overrated um, or underrated? Well, I, I'll preface this entire thing by saying that if it is above 70 degrees outside, hell, if it's above 60 degrees outside, I got chacos on. I'm a Chaco man. Okay. Like <laughs> I got on I got on them Jesus Jesus 2.0s and like I'm rocking them. Okay. Um if it is if it is below 60 degrees outside, I'm normally like in either like those Sanook sandals with a pair of wool socks on or like a pair of croc uh fur line crocs with wool socks on. <laughs> like I was about I'm, to say crocs and socks, bro. Yeah, crocs and socks. That. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big shoe guy. Like I here's the deal. I actually I love shoes. I'm into sneakers. I think sneakers are awesome. The problem is they're just way too expensive. And so like it was one of those things that I was like, I just have to just not even dabble in this because it's going to be a waste of my money that I could spend on fishing. So there's a lot of other things like sneakers that I'm into because I mean I'm 43. I grew up. I was in middle school whenever pumps and Jordan fours and fives and all the cool shoes came out. So I mean if I had a bunch of extra money. Uh, you know, but I spend all my damn money on fishing. I, I don't even buy new clothes, you know. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. not getting fancy shoes. Oh, yeah. I think we could all agree that they're overrated. Like, I feel like I a long sock, it. in a sock yeah. situation, a long sock, I mean, like, you wear skate shoes, you can get away with, like, a shin-length black sock. Yeah. I just feel like the no-shows are just leaving a lot of room for disaster. I'm also the guy who, like, just doesn't give a crap. Like, like I have, like I don't know what my style is. My style is bad. Like I'm always out of style, but Whatever's it's also kind of yeah. It's like I'm always out of style, but it's also kind of dope. Like I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm the dude who wears like you know 
camo camo board shorts with a hoodie and a pair of chacos and a flat bill like i don't know what i am i'm just the guy you know what i mean i'm the guy that it was the closest thing to me when i got up this morning exactly my my goal (laughs) is to just not look bad like i I don't care i just don't want to embarrass my wife no see that's the opposite for me that's exactly what i'm gonna do Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I'll come dress I'll I'll come out and I won't realize I've put on like a gray shirt and a different shade of gray whatever shorts. Mm-hmm. She's like, those colors match. That's the same color. You gotta go change. I'm like, what? I, so, I, I, so now I, it's just like I don't care. Like I'll go yeah. with the American flag tank top and hot yeah. pink shorts. Like right. I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah. I have literally gotten my clothes down. I don't suggest this to anyone. I've gotten my clothes down to a few colors. Everything in my wardrobe is either white black gray like tan brown khaki something in there or blue mm-hmm. five colors my whole wardrobe the only thing you'll ever see me wear are five colors because that um, shit always matches no no matter what i put on that's right i'm the same way dude like i love grays i love blacks i love <laughs> grays i love blacks <laughs> like the most vibrant thing that i have is my rain suit and it is that digital camo from AFCO. Like, that's the brightest thing that I have. Like, and I got a bunch of camo, you know, because every redneck needs good yeah, camo. Oh yeah. So, you know, there's yeah. that. Well, before we get closed out the whole way here, our, what our show normally is, if you, uh, mm-hmm. you're not familiar with it or for anybody listening, it's not. We, we do tournament recap on the reel down. So, uh, you know, give us a rundown of that event. It was the 10 cat event on, was it Old Hickory or was it Cherokee? It's Cherokee. Cherokee. So give us just a, you ended up in third in that event, mm-hmm. uh, caught some good fish. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get beat out by too much. Uh, you did get beat by a couple of those Tennessee hammers though. I, mm-hmm. I see these names quite a bit. Joby uh, Berry, that, that yep. boy is a thorn in my side. God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, give us a, a little bit of a rundown of Cherokee and just take us a little bit through that event and how that went for you. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a good event. I, I enjoyed it. Honestly, it was one of those that I was like, I was looking forward to fishing, but I wasn't looking forward to the event because in my head, I kind of already beat myself. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, right. it's going to be tough, you know? Um, but I went up there with no practice. Um, so let's back up a little bit. Two weeks before that, I'd won a, a tournament up there in a boat. And that was my first bass boat tournament in over 15 years. Um, and so we won up there. And so I kind of had a little confidence, like, you know, Hey, I know what's going on, but we've also had like two weeks of insane weather here. So I have no idea where these fish are at since the last time I was up here. So I went up there with kind of no game plan, just showed up, um, took a top water, took a spinner bait, took a bunch of stuff. that looked like shad because I figured there should be a little bit of a shad spawn. Should be some fish spawning. Um, got there earlier before everybody got there literally put in at the ramp where the check-in was at and didn't even realize it um and go (laughs) paddling up to just a big main lake point and uh started out with a berkeley jaywalker and ended up catching a white bass and then a walleye caught a walleye on top water that was crazy um and then ended up catching that rockfish and i really in my mind i was like you know damn like i was like i was planning on catching five big small mouth and large mouth on this top water and just like having it done by nine o'clock. You know what I mean? And it didn't happen. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Well, and, and that was kind of my deal. In the video, I say this tournament's going to be won by nine o'clock because the way that that lake fishes, when those fish start getting in that kind of weird funk where they're 
Some of them are pre-spawn, some are spawn, and some are post-spawn. It's like this weird deal where they're going to eat from the time the sun cracks the horizon until about 9, 9.30, and then it's over with. And like you might be able to pick up a bite here or a bite there, but it's going to get really, really tough if you're not able to pick up and run to go find like some spawning fish in the back of a pocket. And so the area of the lake I was in, in a kayak, I didn't have that ability to go run to the back of a spawning flat or a spawning pocket. Like I had to get it done on that point in the morning. So <clears throat> I fished around that point and like, I literally fished one point all day long. Like I just went back and forth. It was, Jesus. It was, yeah. I mean, it was like back and <laughs> forth and back and forth and back and forth. I went to a couple other spots just to see if I could get a bite. Um, but I worked my way down there. Don't get the bass on the top water that I want. But like in the back of my head, something's like screaming, pick up a spinnerbait, pick up a spinnerbait, pick up a spinnerbait. You know this, you know they're going to be eating a spinnerbait, Alex. Like pick it up. It's like one of those instinctual moments. Like we're listening to the voice inside your head. First cast on a spinnerbait, I catch like a 15 inch largemouth. The very next cast on the spinnerbait, I catch a 20 inch smallmouth. Fourth cast after that, I catch an 18 and a quarter, 18 something inch smallmouth. Then like I fish for, you know, 10 more minutes, catch another 18 inch smallmouth. I mean, like caught all five of my fish. I caught my last fish at 845 and then did not get a single bite after that all day long. And that was it. And the other dudes, um, I think Joby, the guy who won and beat me, Joby, um, he said that he is the same deal for him, except for at the very end of the day, he flipped in on a tree and caught like a 19 and a quarter largemouth. And he said she was skinny as a rail, completely spawned out. And that was the one that pushed him into first, knocked me down to third. And then that a guy that came in second, it was, I forgot how he said he Brandon caught him. Brandon Tomlinson, yeah. Yeah, he said it was very similar. It was one of those deals that like he had all of his bites in the morning and got like one bite right at the end of the day. And I just didn't run into that one last big bite. You know what I mean? So it was good. I mean, dude, I had so much fun. Like, I love catching them on a spinnerbait. So when I caught that 20 incher on that spinnerbait, like I was jacked the rest of the day. Like, I didn't care if I came in third or tenth. I was like, you know, I caught five big old fish on a on a spinnerbait. I can't be pissed off at that. So no, man. And that that, that, that club has some great trophies too. I, Really yeah, yeah, I got the little black, plaque yeah. back there. It's, it's pretty awesome. cool. Like they, uh, I didn't I, like. I wasn't expecting that. Like it was, it was pretty cool to get a little little plaque to to put with my thing. I got one of those blue tin cat trophies. I was very lucky to win. I've got the jig and the spinnerbait I fished with Jimmy Houston laying back there, and I got my little third place plaque for fishing in that tournament. So yeah, it's my little. That's awesome. Memorabilia wall back there. Start that trophy <laughs> room. That's right. That's right. Well, with that that, that being said, do yeah. you think that? there's like more kayak tournaments or bigger kayak tournaments on the horizon for you. Oh yeah. I've signed up for the Hobie BOS open on chick. So that's my, I've got a 10 cat in May on Chickamauga. And then I've got the Hobie BOS open the first week of June on Chickamauga. So those are the next two, man, you know, that the Tennessee bass nation is on chick, uh, next weekend. Is it two to not this weekend, but next weekend. Oh Lord. Yeah. Is the, the, Wait, no, 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 no. I'm wrong. Tennessee Bass Nation's on Gunnersville. Chick is yeah. the event after that. And I, that's gotcha. uh, TVK. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I had no idea. No, I didn't know that. I See, that's my biggest problem is I have so many irons in the fire. It's hard for me to keep up with like. Oh, <laughs> well, especially every, in your state. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot goes on, man. There's so many like clubs and little events, and like I kind of get confused on what all it is. You know what I mean? Like I got a buddy who, um, Eric Romans, he's like who helped me to like get into kayak fishing more than what I was, and like helped me to kind of like figure out all the little details of crap that I needed. You know what I mean? But like he's the one I like. I'm texting like, hey, dude what is this? And he's like, Oh, that's these people in this event. And like, you sign up for it this way. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm still kind of clueless when it comes to that. Like, it's pretty funny. I'm fishing with my buddy Bailey, uh, Egbert yeah. that just won the Hobie down on Ufala. I'm actually going to be staying with him and fishing with him on chick. And, nice. um, like, I like, I've texted him like 20 times about things about the tournament. I'm like, you know, something, something, something. He's like, dude, how do you not know this? And I was like, bro, you got to remember, I've only owned a kayak for like two years. I was like, I was like, I still, I'm still lost as last year's Easter I'm still egg green. in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> green. Watch, watch out. He chooses bad campgrounds. He was in a bad one on your follow. Yeah, like he, he, well, he couldn't. He couldn't leave his campground until 7 a.m. He had to park on the outside of it and then walk out. Of, of the campground how crazy oh, is that, that? <laughs> oh, yeah i got an airbnb with him i was like listen oh, okay. if we doing it i was like we're gonna get right. a nice airbnb with a shower and a shitter i was like <laughs> i don't do i don't do camping all right like my idea of roughing it is a hilton like <laughs> like we're gonna, <laughs> we, we gonna get that straight okay uh well he's got a little more money nowadays yeah oh yeah yeah he that's what i told him he was like he he texted me today he's like hey can you venmo me that half of your your half for the uh for the airbnb i almost texted him back about listen here ten thousand dollars okay like how would you pay I think for you it? got this one <laughs> yeah i think you got this one punk you owe me a steak dinner but no yeah man i love bailey bailey's bailey's also been a big help in my kayak fishing world being able to text him and asking random questions you know what i mean because yeah. i'm still learning but yep so that's my next big one i'm very excited about it i mean i really uh you know i think you know every event you fish you go i can do good in it but that is definitely one of those that if it all works out how it going in my head which it never works out that way um it's gonna be number one an interesting event for everybody because that is one tough ass lake yeah. you know she's she either produces 40 pound bags five pound bags or you don't catch a fish at all i mean like it yeah. is a very tough lake to fish um but i also think as much as is in bounds for that tournament we're going to be able to do some really cool crap like there's going to be big spots caught there's going to be big small mouth caught there's going to be big large mouth caught and i'm excited i'm excited to stack myself up against those people see how well i can do i mean it just you have a lot a, of history on that lake yeah you i've got fished there yeah i mean i've fished there quite a bit um a lot more in the past you know three, four years than ever before. But, um, I have a lot of history in a lot of the backwater stuff and a lot of stuff that's like way, way, way back off the beaten path, you know? And so that's kind of what I'm <laughs> kayak waters. Exactly. And, and I'm really excited, but also apprehensive to see if anybody finds some of the stuff that I know, you know what I mean? Yes. And like, I, I 100, these guys, they, you will go yeah. out, you'll go back to the craziest far away spot. Like you, you got the perfect ramp that no one, no way anybody found this. You'll show up and there's four other kayakers and you're like, Oh, Hey Russ or Hey Christine. Or I mean, yeah. these people, these Hobie people, the people that fish those events, they are so good at finding every single thing. It's, it, it's, it's going to blow your mind, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, and that's one thing I'm, I'm apprehensive about, 
and also a little nervous about because there's one spot in particular. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say anything about or give any details, but it's a good four mile pedal from any boat ramp. That is the spot that I found that you will get to yourself because nothing against none of them. uh, There is still not too many people that's going to put the work in to hit a huge run to a spot. Yeah, that's what keeps some of these people ahead of the others. That's exactly what I did. That was exactly my plan on Ufala for this last event. And there were three other people there, but it was only two miles. Yeah. That that was exactly why I chose that starting spot. And 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 there was three boats. I'll tell you this much. My style of kayak fishing is that I will get to the damn boat ramp at three o'clock in the morning. Like, I'll be sitting there sucking on my monster with all my crap ready to go that as soon as I can put that kayak in the water, I'm in and I'm going. Like, I just, that's the way I am. Like, I'm, I want to be there before anybody else. But, yeah, I'm very interested to see how it all shakes out. I've got, like, you know, five or six spots I'm going to go check. I'm going to go down there and stay the whole week and practice. Um, there's five or six big places that I want to check and just see what they're doing. Um, and then there's a bunch of backwater stuff that if it if it works out, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say this about the lake and about the way it's going to be fishing. <clears throat> and if anybody's listening to this, they're probably either going to agree, disagree, it doesn't matter. If you find something way back somewhere and you like wreck them one day, they're not going to be there the next day. Like it's this craziest thing on that lake that it's like that is just something that I've experienced there. That I literally have gone and caught a 27-pound bag in a location, gone back there the next day with the same conditions, the same bait, everything, and never get another bite. And it's just like, it's weird like that. And so, like, that's one thing that I know for me, in my mind, I'm going to have to practice for, is being able to, like, have four or five spots. Manage that your I fish. Go, yeah, manage yeah. my fish and go run four or five spots and, like, be able to get the fish that I need. And that's me too. I'm crazy like that. I'll load that damn 14 foot kayak up in my truck 12 times in one day just to, just to go get one bite. You know what Man, I mean? I'm, I, I used to be that way and I have gotten lazy. Now I'm like, Nope, this, this bad boy's in the water and we're going to make this spot work or yep. we ain't. It's just yep. that simple. This is, we're going to drag a Ned rig till something happens. <laughs> there goes that donation again. <laughs> well, man, I really hope that we, uh, that you kick ass that tournament and we get to have you on for winning a huge, you know, national event. And, uh, it you know, hopefully get Bailey back too. We had Bailey on, uh, two weeks ago for that Hobie event, but, uh, man, I, I can't thank you enough for giving us a little bit of the, your time to come hang out here, tell yeah. us your story. And, Absolutely. you know, it's cool. It's cool to see somebody that was so heavy in the boat world and still are that's yeah. coming into the kayak world and yeah. you know, learning, learning the ropes and yeah. all that. But man, I, I do appreciate it. it. Yeah. I appreciate you guys as well. It was awesome being on here. I tell people all the time, like, I love to talk. So if you want me to come on a podcast, just hit me up. Cause I can almost promise you I will. <laughs> I hear you. I, I'm the same way. We, we, we do. We try and just to keep ours to this. Uh, so paddle and fin is a network. We've got like 12 different segments. Yeah. So we, we try to keep all of them in the same time frame. but that's why I like when I get to go on another podcast and they're like, no, let's just talk all night. I'm like, yeah. Yes, let's Joe Rogan this shit. Four that's hours, right. let's do it. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the problem with my podcast is like, I'll go on and on and on and on. <laughs> well, if you ever need another uh, uh, a guest host or somebody to come on, holler at me and Dan. We can talk to. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Thank Absolutely. you for being yeah. on the show. 
Yeah. Great. And all I, right. well, tell everybody all your social media, how they can find you and yeah. watch your videos. Yeah. Videos. So if you Google Alex Redfish and first thing that's going to pop up is my YouTube channel. So go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Instagram's Alex Redfish and TikTok's Alex Redfish. And the podcast is the Alex Redfish and podcast. So everything is just my name and fishing and it's going to pop up. And so go follow me on everything. My newest platform that I just got on is Twitch. Um, that's where all my live streams have moved because YouTube like doesn't like live streams anymore. So we moved them all to Twitch, which is actually a better experience. So if you're on Twitch and you like fishing podcasts, go over there and follow me on Twitch as well. But yeah, everything's just Alex Red Fishing. Um, I appreciate anybody that goes and subscribes. Even if it's one person, my philosophy is anything that nets me more than zero is worth my time and worth effort putting in because it's going to be a, a way to impact someone else as well as myself. So cool oh, heck yeah man well all right dude well we'll let you get out of here man i appreciate it again so much and we'll hopefully talk to you soon dude sounds good appreciate y'all peace well all right man another awesome show we'll, uh like every week we're gonna get into some tournament recap and we got quite a few we're gonna start with that one that i was fishing uh we had the kbf on lake gunnersville uh it was a two-day trail event, same way KBF always does it. They did have the Pro Series open, so uh, you know, I guess to get more people to to join in on that. So uh, the Trail One Saturday event winner was Eric Siddiqui, ninety-two and three quarters, who tied with Justin Largen with ninety-two and three quarters as well. And third place, EJ, Mister Eric Jackson himself, Apex Watercraft. And I saw the pictures, and he's still rocking that expensive ass lightweight carbon boat uh let's see hold on here we go trail day two uh was sunday first place was dylan lowry with 96 and a quarter adam patron with 92 and a quarter and cody milton with 91 and three quarter and then if we go down to the pro series event the winner of the pro series was dylan lowry with 187 and three quarter eric Siddiqui took second in that with 182 and a quarter and cody came in third with 182 so congrats to those guys i I think he was the first person to win that dugout if you bought your kayak from dugout you get a thousand dollars that's yeah that that's pretty awesome deal extra monies yeah Uh, all right so uh next up from that we had the uh all-american open qualifier on truman lake that was a two-day tournament with 56 anglers first place jared fosno with 168 second place uh, Heap Nguyen with 161, third place Michael Cates with 159 and three quarter. Uh, next up, the Kayak Anglers of Western Pennsylvania, Bass on the Bay. Uh, it was a benefit event for the uh, Shriners Children Hospital. Uh, 75 mm-hmm. anglers, first place Frank Yamada with 94 and three quarter, second place Jonathan Linker with 93 and a quarter, and third place Greg Hall with 89 and a quarter. That's some really good numbers for up there too. Like, yeah. I wonder if that was all smallmouth. I have to make the wife start getting me some pictures of these fish too. <laughs> Here's you some more work, honey. Uh, next up, we've got the New York kayak bass fishing charity tournament on uh, Hanoi Lake. Uh, this was a benefit for the Tristan Foundation, which is a local suicide prevention charity. 64 anglers. First place, Bailey Agbert with 82 and a half. He's knocking them down. Second place, Paul Donovan with 81. Third place, Jake Moulton with 80 and three quarter. Uh, next up was the American Cancer Society's third annual kayaking for a cure. Uh, this was here in Alabama. Uh, this was a all public waters north of Highway 80. 
There were 66 anglers. Uh, it was a three fish event. First place was Dan Hardy with 60 and a quarter. Second place, my man Jason Moore with 59. Third place, Jared Atwell with 58 and a quarter. And they raised $6,600. This has been their best year. They've basically doubled it every year since they started. So that's fantastic. Uh, thanks that's to everybody amazing. who fished that one. What's that? I donated. I completely forgot it was this weekend. I thought it was next weekend. So I screwed up and didn't double dip. Uh, so, I'm waiting to Next up is the Oklahoma Kayak Anglers event number three on Call Lake. 44 anglers with five fish limits. First place was Derek Sam with 79 and a quarter. Second place, Chris Kobza with 79. Third place, Nicholas Key with 79. Uh, only the top six anglers caught limits, man. Tough event. Uh, the Sticks... Uh, 2022 Nebraska Kayak Series, uh, Capital City Clash in Lincoln, Nebraska, had 12 lakes eligible, 39 anglers, five fish limit, first place, Chung Pham with 82 and a quarter, second place, Kevin Workman with 78 and a quarter, third place, Kyle Christensen with 78 inches. Uh, next up, we have the Southern Nevada Kayak Anglers uh, Slay Nation event. Uh, 48 anglers, first place Adam McCluskey with 83, second place Caden Robles with 82 and a quarter, third place Dan Valeski with 82 and a, I'm sorry, 82 and three quarters, and Valeski with 82 and a quarter. Uh, just a few more, Kayak Fishing Utah uh, Bass Tour event number one at Sand Hollow Reservoir uh, was a joint event with the Nevada Kayak, Kayak Anglers uh, Slay Nation event, so 77 anglers, first place Adam McCluskey with 83 inches, second place Valeski with 82 Third place, Jason Conley with 81 and a half. Uh, next up was a Wild West Bass Trail uh, at the California Delta, 74 anglers. First place, Brian Voigt with 87. Second place, Anthony Pinaloza with 86 and a quarter. Third place, Ricky Martinez with 79 and three quarter. Uh, next up, Cincinnati Kayak Fishing on Kincaid Lake, 48 anglers. First place, Adam Shepard with 65 and three quarter. Second place, Brian McGill with 63. Third place, Michael Brewing with 56. So, pretty significant gap there between second and third. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, the Midwest Kayak Bass Club event on Brown and Eagle Lakes. 36 anglers, five fish limit. First place, King Jong with 89 inches. Uh, second place, Steve Glinka with 86 and a quarter. And third place, uh, Po Cha with 86. And that was it for the kayak events around the country for last week. Uh, I don't know if we got any big ones coming up next week. Do you know? Uh, uh, next week, I, I don't think so. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll do some searching. We'll get us another cool guest, another cool show going for next week. Um, as, as always, again, pay attention to the fantasy. Make sure you got your picks in because, you know, we had that KBF. Hopefully you, you know, heeded everybody's warnings and played your cards right. Uh, what else you got, Dan? You got anything else to add to it? No, that's it. Uh, if and I think the third quarter of uh, fancy kayak fishing is going to be starting for too long, so get signed up. We're still in second quarter right now, and remember, we're doing uh, you know it, you, prizes every quarter. So even though you can't win for the whole year, if you didn't sign up already, you can still sign up and win the last two quarters. Uh, so go ahead and get signed up today. You can go at paddlingfin.com. Up there, it'll say Fancy Kayak Fishing. Follow that. Follow the link and get signed up on Fansizers. It's fun. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, thanks for staying with us this week. Uh, another great show. We will see everybody next week. 
Make sure you follow Dan at Daniel Perry Fishing. Follow me at Down South Kayak Fishing. Follow our great epic guest we just had, Alex Rudd, on Alex Rudd Fishing on everything. And we will see you all next week. Peace. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina. The beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.